The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round two recap episode for this week's Waste Management Phoenix Open. And joining me to break it all down, it's the coach. Coach, you've got a very unique uh, perspective and viewpoint yeah. of this tournament this week. How's it going? Uh, it's going great. I'm actually sitting in the office of the one of the great voices in the history of the PGA Tour, John, John Swantek. He's the voice oh, of yes. Inside the PGA Tour. I wish I had his voice, but... Uh, today was great. Uh, I'm calling PGA Tour Live this week. It's one of my favorite things that I get to do. I love working for the PGA Tour. Uh, and I really think that we're setting up, and I can't wait to talk to you about it, for one of the great weekends, minus the fans, that we've had in Phoenix in a really long time. It is, it's very, it's really cool to see the names that are up there, the names that are chasing, uh, and everything that happened today. So let's get into it. Yeah, very interesting leaderboard, but it's the X-Man. It's Xander Shoffley atop at 12 under par thanks to a Friday 64 coach that was highlighted by an absolutely scorching 30 on his second nine. So he goes birdie, 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 eagle from 12 to 15. And if that wasn't good enough, coach, he puts an exclamation point on this round by making birdie on 18 and taking the solo lead into the weekend. It's amazing. One of the things I love about doing PGA Tour Live and why so many people watch it is you get to see every single shot and either how good somebody is playing or how bad somebody is playing. Xander Shoffley, I'm becoming a bigger and bigger fan. I've got more and more respect for him. The way that he goes about his business, how far he hits the ball. He is every bit as far as Rory McIlroy is. Today, their balls were right beside each other, if not him out driving Rory at certain times. But the shot he hit on 18. (laughs) was a shot that not many players can hit from below in the bunker, up on top, stopping on the dime, perfect uh, on on the perfect level. And he's going to be very, very difficult to beat because I think all of these failures he's had the last 12 to 18 months with no victories, that's going to spur him on. Plus, he knows who's in his rear view. He's going to be ready to go tomorrow. All right, so let's talk about that. This is going to be his, this is going to be his fourth 36 hole lead or co-lead. The most recent was the CJ Cup uh, last year after the restart. He was your 36 hole leader. He has failed to convert coach on any of the previous three. Now, I think we're starting to get into the point with Xander Shoffley where he's a top five player in the world. I think mm-hmm. he's going to start to start to get graded on victories. That last victory was the 2019 Century Tournament of Champions. So, I think a win this weekend would certainly go a long way into injecting Xander Shoffley into this larger conversation about the best players in the world. As Ricky, and I know we're going to talk about Jordan, but some of these big names have fallen off and fallen out of the top 30 and the top 50. Uh, You're starting to see new big-time names at the top, and 
very low key. When you're hanging around the tour offices, when you talk to some of the people that are on site, they will tell you that to a man, the players believe that Xander Shoffley is the best player on the PGA Tour, better than DJ, better than Rory. But he just hasn't had whatever it is, that killer instinct, to finish the job and do it enough. I think he's sick and tired of people discounting him and not putting him at the top of uh, their their best players on the PGA Tour. So right. now, when you play on this course, and I've also found a newfound respect for TPC Scottsdale, without the Me fans too. out there, this is a sneaky, hard course if you're not hitting it in the fairway. It really is. I think Xander now, and it happens this week because it's a new year. I think he wants to be – he didn't win it all last year. That bothers him. And I think this year we could see him win two, three, maybe even four times, maybe even that that major that's been eluding him. I think TPC Scottsdale, um, I, I agree with you, Coach. I think a lot of times on the PGA Tour we say, oh, this is a risk-reward hole. And it's not really like you can just kind of bomb yeah. it down there, see what happens. But there are a couple of holes out here. I'm thinking of, you know, I'm thinking of 17. Yep. Even 15 has, has jumped up and, and bitten a couple of guys. That's one of no the doubt. easier holes you make par there. You're losing strokes to the field. There are risk-reward aspects to this course that I really am enjoying this week. The thing about TPC Scottsdale that most people don't realize is that the water strategically placed. So on 11, you have to hit it left to right. Early this morning, John Rahm hit a great drive. The only problem was it went straight, and it <laughs> right. has to fade into the fairway. So it, the, the water is so in, in the right spots that if you don't curve your ball, and you have to be able to hit it both ways too. you got to be able to hit it left to right, right to left, that you're going to be wet, and you're going to be dropping, and you have nothing to say about it. And then you talk about strategically placed, whatever they call those little cactuses. Today, when Rory oh, yeah. hit one over there on 11, because everybody's hitting it away from the water, he's smack dab in the middle of one of those things. Of course they're going to put it there. That's how the course is built. So today, I thought he was going to hurt himself getting in there to try to get his ball out <laughs> to take the drop, and then had one of the great pars you will ever see on the PGA Tour from that uh, location. But uh, the, there uh, are a lot of sneakies. The jumping choyas or whatever they're called. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like that. Exactly. Uh, exactly. The, the, those are great. Uh, the chase pack uh, highlighted by Steve Stricker. You heard me right. Steve Stricker, one yeah. shot off the lead. Keegan Bradley at 11 under as well. And then you get into Scotty Scheffler at 10 under, KH Lee at 10 under, and Nate Lashley also at 10 under, coach. So I see guys where there's a lot of questions about staying power with maybe a, a Steve Stricker at the age that he's at, still one of the best uh, wedge players and, and short game players in the world. A Nate Lashley, a KH Lee, you have questions about kind of their staying power. But then here's Scotty Scheffler, another one of these young studs trying to make a name for himself. So last night, Nate Lashley was plus 4,000, and he was mm. only one shot back. And I thought that the books had it wrong. But he had missed two straight cuts. He hasn't done anything. But when he comes to this course today, and he's just finishing up three under, so as long as he uh, pars out, this will be his sixth straight round in the 60s in Phoenix. And right. he's going to end up being two shots back. But Stricker hit it so well, and he was one of the first uh, groups out this morning. But you're the smartest analytical uh, uh, numbers guy that I know in golf. And rarely do you see, almost to a man, that the numbers that were good on Thursday carry over to Friday's performance, right? So a guy right. like K.H. Lee, who in, in fantasy was like $6,100. And yep. you see now, he's right up there because his numbers yesterday were tremendous on approach and on uh, off the tee. 
all these guys at the top, Scheffler, Xander, Bradley, their strokes gain numbers are amazing. They backed it up two days in a row. The big question, though, Rick, is can they do it for four? Well, uh, if I knew the answer to that answer to that question, I'd be uh, on an island somewhere. I think. <laughs> um, all right, Coach. For the first time since I've been hosting this podcast over a year now, we're going to talk about Jordan Spieth on the merits of his play in a golf tournament, and not on failures or oh, he's done it again. What's his world ranking falling to? Because. Golly. There you go. There's the drop because Jordan Spieth has fired back-to-back 67s. He's eight under. He's four shots off the lead. He kind of did it a little Spiethian on Thursday, which was miss a lot of fairways and try to figure it all out. But here he is. This is a big opportunity for Mr. Spieth to break through. Whatever he's been doing on his swing, it was as in control of his swing as I've seen in a really, really long time. But today, for the first time, in my career, working for the PGA Tour, doing PGA Tour Live, being at this level, I saw the world of sports betting cross with the world of golf in the most, um, what's the word, what's the word, (laughs) Uh, controversial way that I've ever seen. So we had Webb, Hideki, and Gary Woodland. They were all in that three under four. They weren't doing very much, right? But Webb's the defending champion. So we made the call when Jordan got to seven or eight under, and he was playing with Billy Ho, who was also, at the time, tied for fifth. Jordan was in fourth place. We said, we're going to switch our groups. Oh, my God. You Mm would have thought that we decided just to go off the air. People on my (laughs) social media went bananas. So then after a while, I said, I can't handle this anymore. I had to go back and said, guys, you got to understand, we had three guys that were doing nothing. Gary Woodland missed the cut. And we had two guys that were in the top five. Plus, people forget, because a lot of these people that are watching now because they're gambling on it, they don't remember Jordan Spieth from four years ago. They don't really realize how big of a star that he is. Then it started to cool down a little bit after an hour or two, but I have never felt the venom. And this is what it was. People started tweeting me saying, Coach, I base my bets off of what you guys are going to show. When I started reading that, I, I started thinking, then you're betting the wrong way. Yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> you shouldn't be doing that. There's 156 players. Do your handicapping or follow us at the first cut. We'll tell you who to bet on. But yeah. uh, that that's how most people bet, though. They bet with what's on TV, whether it's basketball, football, or golf. And it was eye-opening to me today. Now, the tour didn't care. And one guy said, you know what? I'm going to remember that when my subscription runs out at the end of the oh, year. Hashtag, yeah. I love watching golf. And I thought to myself, Bro, you ain't going nowhere. (laughs) You're going to be resubscribing just like everybody else does. But the venom, I could not believe it. Now, as far as Jordan Spieth, I predicted on the air that he will not finish in the top 25. Because we all know the numbers. And the numbers Thursday and Friday have not necessarily been the issue. It's been Saturday and Sunday when he blows up and the pressure comes back. We're working on four years without a victory. And I believe that it's in the back of his mind. I want him, though, to play well. The tour is better when he plays well, and I hope that this weekend he can do that. That has been uh, our argument for a long time is that the game is so – If we have such a great core of golfers. If you injected Jordan Spieth back into the mix, it would be bonkers. Mm-hmm. And, and producer Jacob aptly pointed out to me via text today that uh, besides Tiger Woods, Jordan Spieth is, is one of the few guys that, like, my mom knows who it is. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. he's, he's just, he really is 
a needle mover. So uh, kudos to you guys for pulling the trigger, making the Thank making you. the move over to that group. Ooh, I know there was some uh, not necessarily all <laughs> positives, but yeah, you made the call. Uh, looking forward to the weekend, Coach and Producer Jacobs probably going to bring up these odds here for us. No surprise that Xander Shoffley leads the way in terms of wrapping this tournament up. He's plus one sixty three. A big gap between him and the next shortest odds, Scotty Scheffler at seven and a half to one. And there's that man, Sam Burns, who has just kind of been lurking around the top of leaderboards the last couple of weeks at 11 to one. I'm not sure that Xander number is bettable at this point. If you've waited this long, you might have missed the boat at yeah. 163. Anything you see here that you like? Uh, I'm a little shocked that it's even at plus money, to be honest with you, the way he's played. But I think because he hasn't finished in such a long time, that's why it's still uh, above above 150. But obviously, you can't bet that. You're not going to get any value. Uh, for me, I actually put a little bit last night on Nate Lashley when it was plus 4,000. That's come down now to plus 2,800. Uh, KH Lee's hitting it fantastic. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows who he is, but yet he's on the first play- page of the leaderboard. So if I'm just looking for value, then I'm going to go with KH Lee. And how telling is it, Rick, that Rory McIlroy is five shots behind KH Lee, <laughs> but yet he's plus 3,300 and KH Lee is plus 4,000. So Whenever I bet winners, especially live in tournament, uh, I'm not going to bet a lot, but I'm always going to go with somebody plus 4,000 and hope that they can go the distance and come from behind because that's the only value you're going to get. Yeah, for, for sure. And, and here's the thing. There's a couple of guys. One you mentioned, K.H. Lee. Uh, the other one to me is Matthew Neesmith. So I've just got the leaderboard sorted by position so so first through whatever and really the only two guys who have who who are just absolutely striping it who have not putted all that well they're kh lee who's gained less than two strokes putting compared to everybody else on the leaderboard that's pretty small and then matthew Mm -hmm. neesmith who is a tiny tiny positive putter i mean he the guy hit it his first couple holes today he hit it to five feet he hit it to seven feet he missed both of those i I mean he if you just continually set yourself up for eight to ten footers at any pga tour event and and you see how many you can roll in you're in a pretty good spot so i i don't know if they're going to win it i doubt it but i'm looking at 40 and 66 to one on kh lee and matthew neesmith is probably the most valuable numbers And, and and the thing is the thing is coach like this xander number like if he's the 54 hole leader how much does this number even move does it get to minus 150 it it had I mean if he plays today or tomorrow like he played today he's going to have a a three or four shot lead minimum and yeah. the person that's probably going to be chasing him is going to be somebody like a a Bradley or you know Kepka is is could be within three or four but you you spot me three or four when Xander is gutting every single fairway and by the way Neesmith triple bogeyed eighteen to fall from 11 under back to eight. That's why his number's so big. Oh my uh, God. I got to click refresh. I, yeah, I hopped you on gotta the hit, show. You got to hit, you got to hit refresh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Hey, it pays to have somebody who called the event on your show, on the <laughs> there show. You right? go. Um, so uh, to me, if, if he goes out and shoots another 66 or 67 and the way the course is playing, it's a par for him, for Xander right now, it's a par 68, par 67. So um, to me, it's obviously his to lose. I could see him being negative money uh, after yeah. 54 holes. Yeah, I think if he if he enters the final round with uh, any type of lead, even even a one shot lead, or probably even uh, tied at the top with whoever whoever that might be, yeah, yeah he's probably going to be at least minus 150, and then maybe even more depending on how many shots it is. Coach, uh, you're back at it again tomorrow, PGA Tour Live, right? We're getting weekend coverage. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We're doing featured groups in the morning, 11 a.m. Eastern time, and then at 3 p.m. 
we have featured holes and we do the par threes on the back. So we get 16 and we get 12. Uh, okay. 16 always plays a, a, a big role in, in the finish. I feel like whoever plays well from 15 to well, 13 to 17 is going to win the tournament because 13 and 15 right now for guys like Rory and Xander, and I'm shocked how long Xander is, they're, they're long par fours as long as you hit it in the fairway. And the way Xander is driving it, he's hitting every fairway. So, um, yeah, we'll be, uh, we'll be there from 11 a.m. tomorrow till 6 p.m. both Saturday uh, and Sunday. There you go. Looking forward to checking it out, Coach. I get to t- wake up early, turn it on, get to hear your voice. It's all good in the hood. But for this episode of The First Cut, let me thank producer Jacob, doing all the good hard work behind the scenes. That's The Coach. You can follow him on Twitter, at The Coach Rules. You can follow me, at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut, and we'll catch you next time.